0: are my friends the ultimate od podcast we have an amazing episode for you today this is the last part of a three-part series steal like an artist we are learning from an artist how to be better how to be creative how to start something new all right we have a little office talk we have to motivate our staff we have to get people excited what's the new buffalo i'm chasing closing thought of the episode this is the ultimate od podcast here we go Welcome to Optometry, the Ultimate OD Podcast, building better doctors one episode at a time. Here's your host, optometrist, and practice owner, Dr. Nick Lilly. All right, my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast, this is another great episode for you. Uh, Thank you for listening. It's been awesome hearing from you guys. Remember, send me emails, drlilly at theultimateod.com. We are growing we have a ton of people listening, new listeners are joining, and every time we get uh new people in, we get new questions, and I think that makes us all better. If you've listened the past two weeks, if you haven't go back, listen. This is part three of Steel Like an Artist. I went to Vision Expo West a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, and it was awesome. Whenever I go to that conference, I always come back hungry with a lot of juice and a lot of energy. This is one of the things I took from it, and I'm sharing it with you. So let's get into it right away. Remember, I broke down the first three chapters in episode 118, Uh, episode 119, I did three chapters, and these are the final three chapters. So be nice, the world is small, all right? This was probably one of the hardest lessons I had to learn as I took my practice from startup to where I'm at now, okay? I am a highly, in my mind, competitive person, right? I always want to be the best. I hate losing and that's just how I am. So when I started the practice, I treated it like everything else, like it was a competition, that every other doctor around me was uh, trying to steal what I was doing, trying to copy me. And honestly, that is the worst mentality I think I could have had. Okay. Now, I chalked it up to being competitive, but in all reality, I think it was me being insecure and I had a very, very strong case of imposter syndrome, okay? I was confident enough to do this. I had no one to lean on, right? No one else in the office. I'd text my friends if they were away or I'd refer if it was uh, too confusing, but at the end of the day, I had no way to know if what I was doing was right. Okay. I'd make a decision. I'd go after it. I'd treat a patient a certain way. And that's just how it was. Now go eight years later, I started to say, Hey, let's start talking to other doctors. Let's start talking to my colleagues, my friends, uh, more in depth about what I'm doing, what our practices are. And it was enlightening. Like I know what I'm doing. I'm doing a good job, but my friends, uh, my other fellow doctors gave me perspective things that I didn't think about, things that they've already fought the battles on and they could help me out and they were willing to share. Like no one is really trying to come and steal what you have. I mean, there's a handful, you know, corporate is, I'm still trying to be better than every other doctor in the area. I think I tell my staff every day that we do things differently. So I'm not changing that mentality as much as, you know, completely. But at the same time, I tell you every week exactly what I do, why I do it and how I do it. The reason for that is at the end of the day, authenticity is what's going to survive. Okay? Authenticity is what's going to set you apart from everyone else. You can try to do everything I do the way I tell you to do it, but if it's not ingrained in your soul, in your blood, in your veins, you're not going to do it the same way. Right? Invariably, you're going to put your own little spin on it and it's going to be yours. Okay? So it's okay to collaborate with other people and Take what they tell you and make it your own version, okay? It's also okay to be competitive, but keep that to yourself, all right? That's what I find myself doing a lot right now is um, I've looked at a lot of people that have started dry eye clinics or especially niches. Uh, Perfect example, if you've listened to anything that Carly Rose has put out, she's big into the dry eye and aesthetics and I admire her. I think she's doing awesome but I look at her and say, why not me? Why can't I do that? I think I can do it better. I have nothing really to say that I could do it better, except that that's just how I drive myself. Now, again, if I saw her, I would just try to pick her brain. Uh, Everything that she said she's done, I'm trying to emulate. So again, I'm competitive and I'm, I'm chasing it, but iron sharpens iron. We all make each other better. So reach out. It's a small world and not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to be the same way as you. You're not going to like everything that other people do, but be respectful. Take it with a grain of salt and then do what you do. All right. So the world is small. Collaborate with each other. Okay. Find out how you can be as good as the people around you. If you're not surrounding yourself with good people, you're not going to be as good, plain and simple. All right. Now, what is your homework for that? Go online, Find a practice, an article, or something you want to do in optometry, all right? Find it, reach out to the owner of that practice, reach out to the author of that article, all right? Hey, so-and-so, I love what you're doing, I respect so much uh, the information that you gave or what your practice looks like, and I just want to say that I myself am trying to do the same thing. Do you have any advice, any words of wisdom you could offer me? And I've done this numerous times over the past three years. And so many doctors, when I call them or reach out, they're they're like, Awesome. I love to tell you. Let's let's set up a phone call. And they they give me all this information. They'll talk to me and they're helpful. And it's amazing. Right? That's what I do when people reach out to me on the ultimate OD email. Uh I'll, hey, let's have a talk or let me give you my information. I've done that a couple of times with work-life balance for how to motivate staff, just things like that. We all make each other better. So that's your homework, all right? Next chapter, be boring. Be boring, it's the only way to get work done, all right? This is no surprise to you, my friends. Being a private practice owner is difficult, let alone going in every day and giving every patient that shows up the same effort, the same energy, that amazing five-star exam, right? That is exhausting. To be on all the time is a superpower, all right? Very few doctors have I seen that can that can maintain it all the time. Now, there's a lot of good ones, but can they do it day in, day out, five days a week? That last exam of the day, or are they cutting it short? when life is hitting them from all sides, there's, you know, they have a newborn baby or, uh, stuff's going on at home, stuff like that. Are they still bringing the same effort and energy? Only, you know, only they know. But when you look really hard, you can see people who are, are burning out. They're, uh, not giving that same energy. Okay. It's hard. When I was a training as an intern, uh, I first saw that when I went to the Cheyenne vision clinic and I went in and I went, as hard as I could every time. I wanted to impress the doctors there. I want to impress the patients. And at the end of the day, I just remember being absolutely exhausted. Just so tired. And I looked at Martin Carroll, Marty, I was like, dude, how do you do this every day? He just laughed. He said, you'll you'll find your vibe, man, but it's not easy. You have got to bring it every single day. And that's what your patients expect. And that's what I've learned and tried to do. Now That's one thing to be the doctor. It's another thing to be the private practice owner, all right? You have to run the office. You have to be the CEO. You have to see what's out in front of you. You have to guide the ship. So I've already said two things that are two full-time jobs. You know, full-time doctor, full-time owner of a business, right? You have two full-time jobs as a private practice owner. How are you going to ever do anything new? How are you going to ever create something out of nothing? How are you going to get past these, these day-to-day restraints they have on you. The answer is be boring. All right. It doesn't make a lot of sense at first. Like, what do you mean by be boring? All right. So I'm not saying that you have to live like a hermit where you just, you know, go to work, go home, eat, sleep, go to work, go home. You know, if you have free time at night, you work on the office, just stuff like that. You just have to grind hard, relax hard, but have a structure. Okay have a structure, and carve out some non-negotiable time to do what you need to do to get where you want to be, all right? What does that look like? Let me give you an example. Um, Whenever you're trying to do something new, you have to make time for it, even if it's just a small amount, all right? You remember Parkinson's law? Parkinson's law says that whatever time you allot for a task, whatever time you allot for a task is the amount of time it's going to take to get that task done. All right. Now that's that's a little counterintuitive, right? Well, of course, I'm going to get what I need to get done in the time I've got done. No, if you allot twenty to thirty minutes a week or a day, whatever, however you have to do it, like Fridays at one p.m. This is what I do, or every morning from eight thirty to nine, no distractions all out energy. I'm going to be the CEO of my practice and think about those things. You have to carve out that time and make it happen. Okay. What it looks like for me is Thursday mornings. I work out in the morning. I work out every morning. I, I in general, I work out every morning. That's the time I've carved out for that. It's important to me, mental health. So from seven to eight, I'm working out. Then I get, take a shower. I get to the office, 830. On Thursday mornings at 9, To ten o'clock. I have no patience, nothing on the schedule. I'm working on the office. Not in the practice, on the practice. Okay? And then I close I work nine to noon on Fridays from noon to three. At three o'clock, I gotta pick up my daughter from school. Nine or noon to three on the office. I'm working on the podcast. I'm working on videos I'm gonna do for uh the office. I'm working on blog posts for the office, but that's my time. And I go after it. And you know, I have a busy week, I'm exhausted, just had my fourth child, newborn, but I make time for that and I get it done. That's how I do the podcast, that's how I get what I need to get done, It's how I lead my staff and get to where I want to be. I've grown, I've added in the past three years, my opium management. I've added an, a new OCT, built my disease practice, a lot of glaucoma, a lot of macular degeneration, uh, especially contact lenses. I'm doing a lot of scleral fits, about two a month, and I'm working on adding dry eye. Right, I'm doing all of this because I have allotted time for it. right. what's your homework? How can you do this? Start small. Two to three days a week. right. This is all I'm asking you. Two to three days a week. I need you to give 10 to 30 minutes. Religiously, non-negotiable, 10 to 30 minutes. No distractions. This isn't you sit down play with your phone for 10 minutes and then 20 minutes of work. This is 30 minutes of non-negotiable focused activity, all right? Be the CEO. Think about training your staff, marketing, growth, adding a niche. What do you want to do? Where do you want to bring your practice? That's what you're going to work on. Do it for one month, all right? If you're consistent, you'll be amazed how much you miss it, how much you love it. But do it for one month and see what you get out of it. You're going to be so much better for it. Do it. Report back. I want to hear what you're doing so I can figure out where I need to go because you guys help me be better. I'm trying to help you be better. All right. The last chapter, the last nugget I will leave leave you from my, you know, steal like an expert or steal like an artist Vision Expo West, you know, conference is creativity is subtraction. All right. Let me give you an example. The cat in the hat. Dr. Seuss wrote that book with 236 words. When he got done with that book, uh, his publisher someone said to him, "Hey, can you? I, I I bet you can't write a book with less words. All right." He wrote Green Eggs and Ham. It had 50 words in it. One of the best-selling children's book of all time. He did more with less. All right. Now we have a world of endless possibilities. It's one of the blessings and one of the curses of optometry. You can do pediatrics. You can do sclerals, primary care, disease, dry eye. You name it, you can do it. You can work in a hospital setting. You can work in academia. You work in a private practice. Work in a corporate setting, right? All these things are your options, okay? It's really easy to get caught up and get paralyzed by all the options and say i'm it's just not the right time i have to wait till the market's better i have to wait till i know a little bit more or until i have this one piece of equipment or until i get a few more patients in the chair then i'll make this change or i'll do this next thing all right what did dr seuss show us you can do more with less All right. When I'm listening to these people that started their dry eye practices, when I'm listening to these people that started their ocular disease practices, they just woke up one day and said, this is what I'm going to do. And they did it right. When I think about how I started the office, I've told this story many a time. Sorry if it's a repeat. I love to tell it though. First three days I worked 730 to 830, 730 in the morning till 830 at night. I was like, oh, that's a little too long. I went 730 to 730 for a year. Okay. I would in the morning sometimes get there before my staff. My staff wouldn't get in until 9 30 ten. And then they leave about five. I'd stay that extra two hours, answer phone, sit there, be at the office. Right? Patients would come in, like, hey, can I can I get an exam? And I'd be like, You you can, but if the phone rings or I'm the only one here, I have to get in. They're like, Oh, that's fine. So I literally had the patient come in. I did the workup. I brought him to my exam room. I did the exam. I brought him to the optical and I was the optician, right? Oh, all, in the middle of the exam, a phone would ring. I'd be like, hey, I'll be right back, answer the phone, made an appointment, went back, finished up my exam, right? That's what I did. Is that how you run a practice now? No, I've never heard of anyone that's done that, right? That's my story. But you know what? We're a million dollars plus gross in. I have seven staff members full-time, We are a thriving, growing office, but that's where I started, right? Because I said, why not me? Why not go after it? Let's get it done. And I did it right. Same thing with you. Don't wait for that perfect moment. Make it happen now. Okay. Just make it happen now. Don't let limitations stop you from doing what you want to do. Okay. You'll find a way if it means something to you. Now, this is the uh, this is the culmination of all the things I said for "Steal Like an Artist." Right? Your homework for this one is: you need to find one thing that you want to do. We talked about this last one, but you need to set a timeline and you need to do it. Right? I don't care where it is. This is your your not your B That's big, 50 years down the road. This is your vivid vision. This is your one year goal. All right, take everything I gave you, creativity, the, you know, be nice, iron sharpens iron, learning from other people, being boring, knowing I gave you all the tools, what you need to do. We have homework the past three weeks. Take all of that, put it together, make your super office, make it happen, share it with me. We're going to look back in a year and say, I can't believe I'm where I'm at now. I don't know what caused me to make the move, but maybe it was this podcast. Maybe it was an article you that you read that you did homework on. Maybe it was you just taking time to free your mind and let yourself have all the possibilities come in. I don't know. Hopefully this is a catalyst, but I want us to be better. I want us to be great. We're going to make it happen. That's what I have for you. Tune in. We'll have more for you next week. All right, my friends, a little office talk. All right, so it has been an interesting few weeks. I've told you uh, that we've had a lot of uh, turnover. I got new people in. I had to let one staff member go. Now, I will tell you this. If you let someone go, you have got to be very, 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 very diligent, conscious of the psyche of your practice, of the energy that's going around because you let someone go I don't care how long someone's been there I don't care if they like the person if they didn't like the person it resonates they now know they can be let go okay I had one of my best opticians that's been with me for a while she came up to me I'm like how are you doing and she's like I I don't know and I had to tell her hey you're doing great you're one of my best opticians I can put you in anything you do an awesome job you work hard I love what you're doing and she was like oh good. It's, it's just good to hear it from you. And she was talking to one of her managers and she was like, you know, I messed up again. Just, you're going to fire me. I know it. I just, and was like, kind of break it down a little bit. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm like, all right, we got to get her, got to get her thinking that she's let her know where she stands. And then that manager who was, you know, new to managing, uh, I talked to her then we gay, how are you doing? What do you think? And she's like, yeah, it's going okay. I like some days better than others. I was like. What do you mean? And she's just like, it's just it's it's a little harder than I thought. I'm like, hey, you're doing fine. We're gonna get there, right? And I just had to build her up and realize that, man, she's swimming. And then another staff member, you know, having a little trouble training. It's just it's hard. You've never done it. You don't know what to expect. And she's like, I just I can't do it. I don't know what's going on. It just everyone. It came to a head, and they were like, what What are we doing? And I. I took that to heart. I I know they left. We left the weekend. I'm like, we gotta get some energy. So I literally, I I maybe I'll post a picture. I took a picture. I went to Costco. I bought every box of candy bars they have. They have like these Halloween candy bars, four different types, like all different candy bars. Bought them. Put them on a table. I got. I had a bunch of chips, like Sun Chips, popcorn chips, Cheez Its. Just loaded up a table with all of this. Made a sign, literally taped it on there that said, you guys rock best staff ever. I put a little index card on everyone's desk, said, I appreciate what you're doing, thank you. Gave them a $25 gift card to a restaurant in the area and literally just tried to show my appreciation of how well they're doing, how good they're doing. I know they're overwhelmed, they're swimming, all have new roles, but I just tried to get that. And then when I started the day, I'm like, hey, I appreciate you. You guys are doing awesome. And I literally, in front of everyone, called every single one of them out. All. all six of them that were there, you're doing awesome. Relax. You're doing awesome. Relax. We're going to get there. We are a team. We're going to work together. We are all helping each other out. And that was my that was my goal. And you know what? We are super busy. One of my staff members got sick this week. And we we're a short staff. But we thrived. We did awesome. We are a great unit. We're rowing in the same direction. But every single day... I'm thinking about how do I keep them motivated in terms of not getting burned out, not second guessing what they're doing. And some of it is I've down scheduled a little bit in my comprehensives. I've done more medical stuff. I've done more dry eye, more glaucoma evaluations, more stuff that's on my plate to give them a little reprieve. You know, we close and they're there another half hour, 45 minutes. Our last exam is at four o'clock. We close at five. Our last exam is at six. We close at seven and they're still there like a half hour to 45 minutes later because they have that much stuff to get done, get ready for the next day. They're working hard. I try to get them out at noon on Fridays, like get out of here. I down scheduled the Friday. So my last appointment's at 10, you know, it's cutting back a little bit for me, but I can work on the office and then they can get out get all their work done. Get out, like forget about this place, go relax, come back with energy. Right? It's working, but you have to take care of your staff. Right? You can push harder than they can. Make sure that you don't burn them out. You'll be better for it. Your patients will appreciate it. Your staff will appreciate it. You as a doctor will appreciate it because they can help you better. They can do what you need them to do to be successful. Alright. So that being said, uh my new my new you know, white whale that I'm chasing is starting up a dry eye practice. I have went hard into this since vision Expo west i've been consuming as much as i possibly can um very excited about adding the specialty i think there's a lot of future a lot of possibility and i'm putting in all the protocol remember all the stuff i learned from my op management which i didn't like too much i'm applying all the stuff i learned from starting scleros i'm applying i am teaching my staff every day about stuff i'm learning now it's awesome because I'm excited about it. I have energy. They have energy. They see it. It radiates out. I'm sincere. But we're getting uh protocols, we're getting hypochlorous acid, we're getting uh foam cleansers, new uh brooder masks, we're getting uh tranquil vibes, you know, compressions. I'm gonna get the eye we're getting a lip of view. We're just let's go after it. I wanna be the office that has any, everything that's out there, whatever I can do with my scope, that's what I want to do. That's where we're going. Um, stay tuned. I'm really excited about the dry eye stuff. My private practice stuff, we're going to be doing a lot of dry eye videos. I'll share them with you. One, because I think it's beneficial for you guys to see this is how I use social media. This is what I do, how I put myself out there. It's not my comfort zone per se. I love the podcast stuff. I love Just talking into a microphone, it's really hard for me to be on camera. It's really hard for me to do things for a um, shorter time. I love long form like the podcast. Uh, You know, 30-second to 2-minute quick hit is a lot. It's a new skill. But I'm putting myself in a a growth phase. I'm getting uncomfortable so I can grow. So come with me. Enjoy the ride. That's what I have. I have more for you next week. Where, oh, where has the time gone? We're to the closing thought of the episode. And this week, we're talking about when time gets tough, when you are in a corner, what do you say to yourself? How do you get up in the morning? How do you give yourself energy? And I heard a lot of things. People would, uh, you know, give uh, quotes that they heard, like the man in the arena, no one knows, the, you know, everyone's an outside critic, Teddy Roosevelt quote, that's awesome people have their little mantras, people are quoting Eminem, you have one shot, one opportunity, make the most of it. Me, one of the things that I think I say that gets me going, gets me energized is why not me? All right. I talked about this in the rundown. I talked about it a little bit in office talk, but I look at all the people around me and they are so many successful people. And honestly, what opportunities, what do they have that I don't have? nothing. The answer is absolutely nothing. Like Carly Rose starting a practice. She just did it. I look at the people that have, uh, that my, uh, eye doctor health or whatever. He has a bunch of videos. Dr. D, uh, the eye science, eye school with Dr. D. I listen to them. I hear what they're doing. And I'm like, why not me? What, what opportunities they, they're doctors like me, they have all the same resources and they're doing what that with what they have. Why not me? right? So take some time this week, sit back, and what is your mantra? What are you going to say to yourself to get yourself going, to motivate yourself, to be the doctor you want to be, to have the life you want to have, to have the practice that you deserve? What's going to, what's going to put you there? I don't know. Figure it out. Why not me? That's what I have for you. Dr. Lily out. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode and hope that you found a pearl to apply to your practice. We believe as a community, there is much wisdom to be shared. So if you have questions, suggestions, or requests, we want to know. Feel free to reach out to us via social media and leave a comment or email us at theultimateodpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com so we can make this podcast even better for you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll catch you again next week.